What's up, everybody? It's Mr. James O'Neill here, keynote speaker, National Board Certified Math Teacher, Math Consultant, and today, your podcast host. My mission is mastery for all, empowered by equity for all, through the belief of expectations for who? for all y'all and if i'm saying y'all you already know where i'm coming from i'm coming from the south the queen city charlotte north carolina the qc and today i am super excited that you decided to join me So today's podcast is going to be an interesting one because I have to take a trip down memory lane. And in taking that trip down memory lane, I have to give y'all like the real details. And so today I want to talk about my award winning lessons. And so when you hear that, you may hear like, oh, he's about to tell us like what why this lesson is so great and what happened and all that good stuff. And that's the truth. But I want to talk about the story behind the story, which produced the lesson. And it was one of the biggest failures of my career. So let me take you back to that. So I was teaching in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, by way of the borough of McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And at that time in our in my teaching career, I was at a school that was considered failing, you know, because we could not get our grades up. Proficiency was low. All the things that a failing school has, you know. Right. And so the demographics of the school were that I believe 70 percent of the school was on free and reduced lunch there. We was in a community where that on the outside, according to the media, was very violent. There there were things that were violent in that space and so um, just a deeper picture and not to you know throw shade on a place that I lived for two years I literally stayed in the community for two years and I loved teaching at my school but in 2019 alarms.org did a report that McKeesport was the fourth most violent city for cities over 10,000 people or more per 10,000 people. And so I knew that summertime was a time where you literally prayed for your kids because you knew that there would be violence in the community based on the neglect that the community had and based on the mindsets of so many that are in impoverished communities. And so it's no surprise, right? A system is being built to produce certain results and they are literally getting the same results. You take away jobs, you take away livelihood, you take away food, you know, literally in the midst of food deserts, you put people in a community where they feel like they have to scrap and do what they got to do to make it happen. You get sometimes the worst out of people and at times you do get the best out of people. But when, when people don't have resources, you know, as a human society, as a, y'all, the worst comes out of us. We can look through history and see that. And so then there's the glimmer. There is the light that comes from that as well. But to, to make a long story short, I taught in this area and I loved it. I stayed there, stayed there for seven years. Not that I didn't have any other places to go. It was because I had a family and I loved my community and I loved that school. And so within my maybe my third year there, the state sent in these distinguished educators. <laughs> I'll never forget. Right. And their job was to analyze our school and to offer aid and support, but to also give 
feedback to the state concerning the state of our school. Yes, I did that on purpose. Uh huh. And so what ended up happening is that they came into my classroom. And on that particular day, I was teaching and I knew they were coming in and my principal let me know that there will be two ladies from the state that come into my classroom. And that day, I was overwhelmed by their presence. And y'all, I just blacked out. The teaching that I presented in front of them because I was so nervous based on them being in that room was an epic failure. So much so that I remember my students' faces and them looking at me and pitied me in that moment. Because y'all, it was horrible. It was horrible, horrible. I mean, that lesson flopped. I don't even know what I was teaching because that's how messy that lesson was. Y'all, it, it just failed, 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 failed. And my students were in their best behavior because they were just so shocked at the crumbling of my life before them that they could not even misbehave because they saw this volcano erupting and it was just so fascinating that they're just like, who is this person? This is not the, <laughs> the Mr. O'Neill that's in us in our classroom every day. And so I literally left that lesson feeling like crap, the lowest that I had ever been in my life. And I remember being pulled into the principal's office and him really being hot. I mean, just mad at me because I sucked. <laughs> and I've never seen him angry. Um, he's usually a cool tempered guy, but he literally let me know that my job was at stake and what was produced in front of them that day, I don't remember his exact words, but it was just like, this cannot happen again. Now, when I talked to my friend after the fact, I'll never talk, um, I'll never forget this. And she was just like, nah, James, it wasn't your job. It was his job because before they're going to let you go, they're going to let him go because <laughs> he let you in that class let you in that classroom and so what he was really was he was projecting the fact that he knows I'm a great teacher but that day I didn't show up and so y'all I went home I reflected I am at that time I am still dealing with my own insecurities as a person as a black man as just in general of who I am and so criticism just hits a different space for me I didn't recover well after that, but I made a decision that I've had to make several times in life because you're going to fail, right? If you're never failing, you're never really trying. So I made a decision that I was going to create a lesson that was going to take my teaching or really showcase who I am, the creative teacher that I am, and the boss of a teacher, math teacher that I was. And so I went to the drawing board and I remember that we had this unit on functions coming up. And I remember all the times where I would look into back then we actually had workbooks or whatever, but look into the, the math book and see like, you know, the whole triangle images and it was building uh, uh, and kept building and kept building. Or you can see the squares or the rectangles and they will build into a pattern. Right. 
and you were to discover what the rule of the pattern was. And by just analyzing how it was growing and where it was growing around the images as they went from the first image to the second image to the third image to the fourth image. And I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to create a function rule project where I will build my own images. Yeah, I went into boss mode, y'all. I was like, I'm going to build my own images. I'm going to build my own equations. I'm going to have quadratic equations, which are equations with variable squared. I'm going to have linear equations. I'm going to have square root equations. I'm going to have, what else did I have in there? I had those four function families. So I had linear, quadratic, square root. I think I had another one. I might have had those three function families. And so I said, I'm going to build this out and I'm going to make this amazing. And I'm going to create the dots. I'm going to create the patterns. I'm going to make sure that when I take off two, like I had a rule Y Y equals five times X minus two. So that when I build a pattern, they'll literally see the two being taken away from the pattern. They'll see the five times the number that's y'all. I went in. When I tell you I went in, I went in because I said to myself, I know I'm a better teacher than that day. And let me insert this right now. You know, as a speaker, you know, I do a lot of speaking around the country and I do a lot of speaking virtually as well. But as a speaker, I always what I plan to do is not show people always what the success is because, you know, it it does get people inspired. But I remember somebody gave me feedback and I love the feedback that they said. They said they got overwhelmed by my success. Now, that doesn't mean I don't shine my light as bright as I'm going to shine it because, listen, I'm going to shine bright like a diamond. That's what I'm going to do. But what I realized is that there has to be a balance with the brightness. What got you there? Right. What were your stumbling blocks along the way? Because you can present a superhuman and then forget that you are human, that you make mistakes, that you have slip ups, that everything that you plan does not work, that you have to go back to the drawing board. And so what this was for me, it was me realizing that I had to go back to the drawing board and share that I failed. This was the biggest failure of my career at that moment. That's what it felt like. That was it. That is what I interpreted for my life. And because that's what I saw, that's what it was for me. Right. And so what I decided to do was to bounce back. And so when I created that lesson, I knew they were coming back. And so (laughs) and I said, when they come back, I'm going to introduce the function dot project. And when they came back, they were blown away based on that lesson. And what I did with that lesson is that I kept growing it and growing it and growing it more and more. So much so that in 2018, that when I decided to get my national boards, no, I received them in 2000. In 2017, when I decided to go for my national boards, guess what lesson I used? The function dot lesson. That function dot lesson and the video of me recording that lesson almost earned me perfect scores. I think for national boards, the highest you can get it was a 4.25. I'm sorry, I don't have the scores in front of me. I got a 4.0 
on that video lesson and that lesson itself and the way I broke it down. And so what I did, I told the kids the story behind that lesson. I said, this is my baby. I'm about to introduce y'all to my baby because I told them how much I bombed on the lesson when I first introduced functions back when I was teaching in Pittsburgh. And this is me and Charlotte telling my kids, like, this is my baby because I bombed on a lesson beforehand. And this lesson came from me failing at that epic level. And so I used that lesson to earn me the highest scores in everything that I did. The, my, my demonstration, the, the conceptuality that came with the lesson, the way the lesson was broken down, the discovery and the conversations that kids had to have when they made connections with the dots and the equations and, and what function family they, they belong to, the flow of the lesson, the rubric that went with the lesson, and then students had to present. Y'all, I'm telling you, I went in. When I say I went in, I went in. And and so kids had to get up and present the lesson to the class and and explain the function rule and show how the function rule worked and ask the and allow their peers to ask them questions. I went in, y'all, because I was like, I'm about to show y'all what Mr. O'Neill is worth. And so by doing that, it earned me my national boards. And then it also I used this same lesson. If it ain't broke, what do they say? Don't fix it, right? Enhance it. <laughs> so it wasn't broke. And so when I went um, in 2020, while we were virtual, and I learned about the Presidential Award of Mathematics and the Presidential Award of Excellence in Mathematics and Science Teaching, I was like, I'm going to do what? Use this lesson and I'm going to make it virtual. And so I put everything on um, Cami at the time and uh, students were able to annotate. I put them in breakout rooms and they went in the breakout rooms to discuss what the function rule was. They could annotate and then they presented to their peer. It was it was beautiful that the same lesson that broke me, that almost broke me, was able to not only get me national boards, which again, let me talk about the real, put money back in my pocket that took me to another pay level uh, because national boards gave you a 12% increase in your pay. But this also became, I also became a finalist, a North Carolina finalist. And as of right now, this recording, I have not found out if I won, but I believe I won. But (laughs) you want to believe you won. But when they announce the winners, it also is a $10,000 award to the awardee. And so either way, I'm the North Carolina finalist, the 2020 North Carolina finalist for the Presidential Award of Excellence in Mathematics and Science Teaching, which is the highest award that any math teacher in this country can get. All right. I'm not shy about that today. I'm sharing this part because many times people didn't hear about the failure. And I really like Tyler Perry said it one time. You really can't call it failure because what came from it? National boards. Like, how are you going to call it a failure? I'm going to call it an expectation that was not, I don't know. I'm just making this up from the top of my head right now that I didn't expect. An unexpected expectation, right? Like that did not occur. An unmanifested expectation, something like that. It's not a failure. My expectation was not, I didn't do what I expected to do. Not a failure. It really wasn't because it has now produced 
produced this lesson that has made me money. Literally is making me money today. And so what am I saying to you, person? You may be going through a season in your life where you have not manifested the expectation that's in your heart. I got it now, (laughs) y'all. You're not failing. Your expectations have not just been manifested. But if you don't give up, I just feel God right there. If you don't give up and continue to move on and believe that you got the juice, that you got the goods, that greatness is inside of you, you can turn moments like my moment into something that will produce excellence and money in your life and things that will open up doors to get you in front of people that will bring you more resources, that will bring you more exposure, and that will bring you more influence in your life while fattening your pockets, right? And so bring your value. That is what I'm going to say as we close out today. Bring your value. You can do it because you've seen yourself do it. Keep working at it so that it manifests. This lesson is my baby now. It's my baby because it has produced so much joy in my life. And that's what babies do, right? And it is my baby because I've watched it grow up over time. And it has matured almost into a teenager now because I've been doing it for so long that I'm so proud of me making the decision to believe in me again. Woo! I want to tell you, woo! I get joy saying that. To believe in you again. All right? Okay? You hear me? Believe in you again. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and you know I am readily available to come in to talk to your schools, to talk to your teachers, your students, whomever concerning Mastery for All or even the content that I displayed in today's podcast. You can reach out to me at any moment at info at mrjamesoneal.com and O'Neal is spelled O-N-E-A-L. I would love to come in and support your school, your teachers, your students anyone concerning the topic I talked about or just around mastery for all, please visit my website at www.mrjamesoneal.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Mr.JamesOneal and or LinkedIn and Twitter at Mr.JamesOneal. No dot. I am so happy that you are with me today. I hope you feel empowered, inspired. Most of all, I hope something I said to you today tells you that you have the power to make a change and make a difference in your world. As always, I'm super excited that you decided to join me. Have an amazing day.